All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's the fan in the van, week two recap time. That's right. Um, listen, I, I'll start with it. Um, the Pittsburgh versus the Raiders. Let me tell you something. Uh, the injuries piled up. Ben was hurt during the game. Um, TJ pulls a groin during the game. It seems to be that the uh, groin injury is the going injury throughout the league right now, especially within the Steel locker room. Um, you know, listen, it, it wasn't a pretty game. And, you know, there was just a lot of, you know, a lot of miscommunication in the secondary, especially when Carr bombs won the rugs. Minka should have been playing more center than playing more to the right. Um, you know, you can tell that when TJ's out of the, out of the lineup, you know, Cam Hayward can't do it all by himself. Melvin Ingram can't do it all by himself. Um, Highsmith was playing banged up. Um, you know, a lot of bad play calling, to be honest with you, as a Steeler fan. Um, just, it was just, you know, I, I don't know why we're still bombing the ball when we have Najee. You know, you got to give this offensive line a chance to create holes for him. Um, the one thing that annoyed me, obviously, was the miss roughing the passer calls. Um, but... There was one hit that, that Ben took, and nobody on the offensive line helped him up. Not even the center, nobody. And Pouncey and guys of years past would have helped Ben right up. These young kids need to realize something. Ben didn't have to come back to play with any of you. Ben could have had his last ride last year sitting on the bench with Juju and Pouncey, and he could have rode off into the sunset with Pouncey and told Juju, listen, hope you have a good career. See you later. I'm done. You know, he came back because he wants to help these kids get a championship before his time is done. And to not help him up after that hit, you all look like a bunch of fucking jerk-offs. Um, it was brought up today in an interview with Zach Banner that, you know, it was brought up in the film room and Zach Banner pretty much told everybody, yeah, that shit ain't going to happen ever again. You help that man up. That man's a legend in this league. Um, you know, but listen, the Vegas game was going to be a tough one. And we all knew that going in. Whether you're a Vegas Raider fan, you're a Steeler fan, or just somebody who likes watching football games in general. Um, you know, Pittsburgh didn't have its best effort. Let's just call it what it is. You know, you could attribute the injuries, horrible play calling. I'm not even going to talk about penalties because, listen, that's just rampant throughout the whole league. These taunting penalties need to stop. The one thing that towards the end of the game with Trey Turner spitting on somebody from Vegas, it came out that somebody spit on him first. Listen, I don't give a shit. That man almost got, he could have got suspended for the way he was going at officials, the way he was trying to get to all the Vegas Raider players. You know, Zach Banner's holding him back, and he's like, nah, bro, let me go. Zach Banner pretty much told him, all right, go fuck up your career. Tomlin's trying to hold him back. Ben's trying to hold him back. You know, listen, if somebody spit on you or not, listen, just be the bigger man. Walk the fuck away, man. Just walk the fuck away, because, listen, neither person's going to get suspended, but they're going to get heavily fined for it. So you got to ask yourself, you, you know, this question, if you trade Turner, is getting fined worth everything you went through, getting ejected, you know, and Tomlin's thing was, and even Gruden to a degree, there was a lot of penalties called where Gruden's questioning why it's called, Tomlin's questioning why it's called, but Tomlin's biggest question was, why is my guy getting ejected and their guy isn't when he spit on my guy first? Listen, it's what the officials see and what the officials don't see, and that's how they're going to call it. Um, but to digress from all that because I'm still depressed about that game. I literally didn't even want to talk to anybody after it. Um, you know, you got Bills Dolphins. Uh, Tua took a nasty hit. 
And, you know, I thought Miami would have put up a bigger fight, even with Percet coming in, who's been a decent journeyman backup slash starter at times. And they just played with no heart. They played with nothing. Um, you know, and then you got the Saints. Winston looked like the former Winston after I talked him up during the podcast earlier before all the week two games started. And he went out and he looked like pure crap. Um, to lose to the Panthers the way they lost to the Panthers is, it's, it, it's disgusting. Um, but, you know, you got to look at this trade that the Jets made to get rid of Darno to draft Zach Wilson. And right now, Sam Darno's living it up in Carolina. I mean, he's on a 2-0 and team. He's got better numbers than Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson, I don't know what he's doing out there. He's just throwing the ball wherever. He's like a 20-year-old Brett Favre. I'm just going to wing it out there. Somebody will catch it. Yeah, everybody on New England's catching your passes, bro. You can't just wing them anywhere you want. And this is where I don't know if the Jets have a reliable backup veteran quarterback, but you better bring somebody in quick to scare the shit out of this kid and make him straighten up and improve his game because if this is what you clamored for at the number two pick, and this kid doesn't become what he's supposed to become the way everybody anointed him, how he was the next big thing, you know, in preseason. And again, like I said Sunday, preseason is a different beast. You're not playing against first-string players all game long. It's a different speed. It's a different animal. But the Jets got to get it right. You know, you got Robert Sala coming in here. Joe Douglas talking about we're changing the culture. We're changing this. We're changing that. Would you change? Because it's, a it's the same shitty diaper. It's the same shitty diaper, guys. Come on. Admit it. Um, you know, and then... Uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about the Steel Walls. It, it, it just still eats at me. You know, because everybody always goes, oh, you know, your team's overhyped, your team this, your team that. Listen, I ride or die with this team, all right? Just like Giants fans ride or die with the, with them and Jets fans ride or die with the Jets and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, obviously, then you had the Eagles-Niner game. And... Listen, I thought that I thought the Niners would have blown out the Eagles, but the Eagles showed a little bit of fight, and you know, obviously Jimmy G got it done. Um, you know, and then you got the Bears Bengal game, and in the stupid football pool at work, I don't know why I did this. I fi I figured you know the Bengals would actually win this one. You know, Dalton would suck, and Dalton gets injured on a non-contact injury. Luckily, he he didn't tear anything. It's just a deep bone bruise in his knee, and if he's healthy though, he's going to be the starter. But you know. And, and on the NBC pregame show, they were showing the highlights of the game. And I forget who it was, but they were talking about, you know, should Justin Fields be the starter? And they're saying, you know, he's still got room to improve. Every rookie quarterback does. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence. People are already calling him a bust. And it's not that he's a bust. It's he's on a subpar team. If you put Trevor Lawrence in, I don't know, let's say, hmm, I don't know, New England? He's thriving right now. He's thriving. But New England didn't have the number one pick. Jacksonville did. Jacksonville, what, what did they do in the offseason? They went and got Marvin Jones Jr. from Detroit. Big whoopity-doo. That really didn't improve your offense much. You know, you, you lost key pieces in your offense. You lost your, your, your rookie running back in preseason to Liz Frank. And, you know, I mean... You got to give Lawrence a chance to acclimate to the NFL system. And you could say the same about, about Zach Wilson. And, you know, you could say the same about even Mac Jones. But Mac Jones right now, at those three quarterbacks, if the season ended tomorrow, he'd be rookie of the year. He'd be rookie of the year. I mean, you, you can't even deny it. Um, you know, obviously, 
you know, thinking all the games off the top of my head. Listen, the Viking-Cardinal game was a back-and-forth slugfest of just pure atrocious, atrocious passes at times. Um, but in the end, it all came down to what it always comes down to. Minnesota shanking a field goal. And if you're a Vikings fan, you have to remember the NFC Championship and Gary Anderson. That's, that's the same exact feel that that had if you were a Viking fan. That punch to the gut. And, my God, you know, the fact that everybody in the AFC, not in the AFC, in the NFC West is undefeated right now. Listen, that's going to that's gonna be an interesting, interesting division. It's only going to get more interesting, especially if they keep winning. But, you know, was it next Sunday you got Rams, Packers? I don't think the Rams make it out of that game. I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout on, on the Packers part. You know, but I don't think. Stafford's going to be able to beat Rodgers, but then again, you know, this season's been very weird already, so, um, you know, obviously then you had Bucks falcons right? Listen, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what it is, but the Falcons just find a way to, to, to fight back and then just suck again. It's, it's almost like Matt Ryan had PTSD from the Super Bowl where Brady beat him when they had a 28-3 lead and then all of a sudden you let Brady come back. And Matt Ryan's clawing and fighting to get this team back. And before you know it, they're down by like a field goal and then Tom Brady's like, all right, I'm done having fun with you. And he put his foot on everybody's throats and he just friggin' tore it up. And, you know, and it's funny because somebody asked me again today at work who I think gets to the Super Bowl. And it's you don't want to say you want to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again, but the way this guy's playing, and I hate the guy beyond belief because of past things and skating, you know, certain things he was involved in, Deflate Gate and this and that. Listen, you can't take away the guy's productivity on the field, his football IQ, and just his, you know, his pure talent. Okay, but you almost have to almost make them a lock to get to the Super Bowl and maybe even win it again. And, and I, Listen, nobody wants to see it. Somebody wants to see something more interesting. Somebody wants to see a sexier matchup. Like, Listen, I don't need to see Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl again. All right? Um, but obviously, though, in Atlanta, they got a lot of issues. They got a lot of issues. And I don't think Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan are really on the same page. There was a couple of passes where Matt Ryan overthrew him, underthrew him, and Calvin Ridley's just like, come on, bro. Really? Like, even Tim Tebow could have made that pass to me. And, um, you know, um, trying to think of some other games because I just decided to do this on the whim, so I didn't even write anything down. Um, Seahawks, Titans. You forget, listen, the Seahawks, again, they find a way to, to, to build up a lead, and then somehow they, they, they choke. And I don't get how they had a decent sized lead, and then all of a sudden Derrick Henry just took over the game. And, you know, you, you got to take Tennessee's recent success, and, you know, as far as getting to the playoffs and being, you know, a decent, you know, NFL team again. You got to take into account that they took a chance on Ryan Tannehill, obviously, and Ryan Tannehill has been vastly improving every single season. Um, listen, you got Julio Jones there, and that, that catch in the end zone where they didn't call a touchdown because his toes were in, but his heels didn't get in. Listen. I wouldn't have called it a touchdown either. You want me to be honest with you, but a lot of these, a lot of these replays, though, you know, like like when they're replaying them, it's like, oh, all right, so they're gonna get this one right, and then it's like, nope, 
we're not going to get it right. Um, you know, but it was definitely, uh, you know, um, but there's a lot of contributing factors to why the Seahawks lost. Listen, you're giving up big passing plays. You couldn't contain Derrick Henry. And I really don't know who can contain Derrick Henry. Um, you know, does he run for 2,000 yards again? I, listen, all signs point to he's going to do it again. You know, barring a, uh, barring a major injury or he misses a couple of weeks due to a minor injury. Other than that, I think he could run for 2,500 yards this year. But, you know, if you're Tennessee, you have to realize you have other weapons. You have A.J. Brown. You have Julio Jones. You know, Derrick Henry isn't your only offensive weapon. You have a decent caliber quarterback in Ryan Tannehill that, you know, Rabel kind of has to, you know, get a little more offensively creative at times. And, you know, the, the same could be said even with my team right now. Uh, you know, Matt Canada comes in and he's supposedly this exotic playbook type of guy. And I've seen the same shit from last year. You know, a lot of first downs, bomb it down the field. You know, Claypool catches it and he can't hold on to it. You know, just a lot of bad, a lot of bad play calling. And that's something that needs to be fixed before week three. It needs to be fixed. I mean, you're playing Cincinnati and everybody, you know, if you're a Steeler fan, you can't take that game as a joke now because if Ben can't play, listen, if Ben doesn't play this week and they trot Mason Rudolph out there, if, if we win that game, we'll be very, very, very lucky. But we, we definitely missed key pieces on defense last week, obviously. We missed Hayden. We missed Bush. TJ getting the groin pull half, you know, almost before halftime. Um, you know, they, they, they got to start utilizing. They got to start utilizing um, McFarland and Snell more into the run game. You know, it can't always be Najee out there doing it. Listen, Najee will play every offensive snap. He did in week one, and I think he played every snap this past week, too. But, you know, you got a guy in McFarlane who can burst out of the backfield. You got a kid in Snell who could find the holes and the smaller holes that other running backs can't get through. Utilize it. Utilize it. And this offensive line, listen, you got to protect Ben better. You got to protect him better. Um, and speaking of offensive lines, listen. <laughs> you got to go to the Sunday night game. First off, I don't care how many yards Lamar th threw for, and that he went back and forth with with Mahomes all night. Um, you know, he looked a little bit better at quarterback. I will give him that. But he did over he did throw a lot of uh, passes over people's heads again and underthrew them and whatever else. But the fact that Kansas City couldn't beat Baltimore, they do not have a championship defense right now. It, they, they again. It's almost like they're going back to okay. We have a, you, you, you know, we have a championship offense, but we have a subpar defense. And listen, Tyron Matthew didn't play in week one. He comes out, and he gets two interceptions in the first half, and one of them being a pick six. You know, and you figure, okay, Kansas City's going to run away with this game, but then Lamar answers back, and then Kansas City answers back. It was, it was back and forth. It was almost like watching, you know, Rocky versus Drago. From, from Rocky 3 Almost like that Or Rocky 4 Whatever fucking Rocky it was um, You know And You know but the, but the one game That I definitely thought You would have seen A little more fight Was definitely the Jet game Being the fact that It's an AFC East Game Against New England where you needed this win. You needed this win bad. And it's like they went out there and just 
And we'll just call it what it is. They shit the bed. You literally shit the bed. And for the life of me, I can't figure out what what they need to do. I mean, what more? What more really does Joe Douglas have to do? What more does Joe Douglas really have to do? I mean, he went out. He got Corey Davis. Listen, I know Corey Davis ain't no household name, but it's another offensive weapon. You know, you got C.J. Mosley back on defense. You had a decent draft. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Mims. I don't know what's going on with Elijah Moore. But somebody's got to work with Zach Wilson to figure out why he's just throwing interception after interception after interception after interception after interception. Again, it's almost like, like I said before, he's like a younger Brett Favre. And he's just going out there. He's just swinging it out there. Wherever it goes is where it goes. Fuck it. Somebody's got to be there. Yeah, the defense is out there catching all your passes. If, 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 if your QB rating improved by throwing interceptions, hell, he'd have a 1,000 QB rating. Because he's got more, he's got more interceptions right now. He probably does completions. And Jets fans are sitting there, and they're like, "Why did we ever let Darno go?" You're the same people who wanted Darno gone. Sometimes you don't realize what you got till it's gone, and now you realize that maybe it wasn't all Sam Darno, was it? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was your GM didn't want to put anything around him till he got the quarterback he wanted. Maybe he didn't put anything around him till he got the coach he wanted. But don't forget. Joe Douglas is the guy who went and signed Adam Gase, too. So, you know, I don't think that Joe Douglas, you know, did anybody favors doing that one. Um, you know, but going back to the Sunday night game, and, you know, they're talking about Villanueva. And, listen, he was a little bit better in this game, but not the Villanueva he used to be. And it's only a matter of time. You know, it's only a matter of time. You know, if he even gets cut at all, you know, and, and I said in previous podcasts when it's me and Jay, obviously, that he ain't going to make it past week six. But if the injuries keep piling up, he's got a shot at starting every game for the rest of the year. And, you know, and I'm watching Lamar play and he's running the ball all the time. And yeah, he threw for 346 yards, but he also rushed for almost like 100 again. And you got to cut that down. If you really, if Baltimore really wants Lamar to be that successful in this league, you have to stop relying on his legs all the time and start relying on his, I guess you could call it an arm, you know, and, and you know, and, and, and that's just that as far as that. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and bash Lamar all night. It just, you know, it, it just wouldn't be right. And another game I was surprised, I thought would be a blowout. And the only one by 10 was the Browns versus the Texans. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt in this game, but... You know, the, the the dumbest thing I heard during that broadcast was, well, now that now that Tyrod Taylor's out, you think they activate Watson? Watson, in no way, shape, or form, is playing a single down for this putrid Texan team at all this year. At all. There is no way. Even if they're a game out of a wild card spot, he will not play. Okay? So you better figure out how to get him out of town before you're stuck with him the rest of the year because you're paying him for a year to sit the bench. And, and, and in a way, it helps him because it's one less year he gets to play, but it's, a, it, it's one more year of career life for his body at one of the most physical positions played. I mean, it's like, you know, let's call it what it is. Playing quarterback ain't easy in the NFL. I mean, you seen t- Ben take a big hit. Derek Carr took a couple of big hits. Hell, Tua took a big hit. Um... You know, and, and, and the two of one, luckily nothing was broken, but if I'm the Dolphins, I don't play him this week because rib injuries are no joke. I mean, look at look at Drew Brees 
when he had like six broken ribs, a punctured lung, this, that, and the third. He almost couldn't play the rest of the year. Um, you know, and, and Miami's another team that, you know, you have you have decent pieces there, but still, they're they're two or three pieces away on both sides of the ball of being that team that could take over the AFC East the way Buffalo's going to be able to do it. Um, you know, I just don't know. But I figured I'd do a quick recap one. I probably didn't hit all the games, but I had a very long day at work when you wake up at 5.30 in the morning every day and you get to work early because it's the only time you can take care of shit. But Sunday, Jay will be back. Thank God. Um... You know, he's feeling a lot better now, so Jay will be on with me this Sunday. Uh, We'll go over all the week three games. Um, You know, we'll have our picks. Um, You know, somebody actually asked me who listens. They go, you know, how come you haven't been talking baseball lately? Or hockey or NBA? Well, listen, hockey didn't start yet. The NBA ain't starting yet. And what is there really to talk about as far as baseball? But you know what? I'll kill a few minutes, so why not? It's pathetic that the Yankees need the Mets to beat the Red Sox for a chance to make the playoffs. Okay? It really is. It's that pathetic that a team like the Yankees, with all the talent they got in the world, and you need help from your crosstown rivals to knock Boston back of the wild card spot. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. I'm sitting there and I'm reading these articles about how we need Boston to lose against the Mets. We need the Mets to win. And I'm sitting here going, the Yankees should never be in this predicament. With Garrett Cole and and Aaron Judge, Stanton hitting at times. And and having Gallo and Rizzo and, and Sanchez and all these star caliber players. And we need the Mets to beat the Red Sox. I'd rather not be in the playoffs this year. If you want me to be brutally honest. And... And the other day, I decided to listen to past podcasts that me and Jay have done, you know, because I was listening to a few things. And there was one we did back in July where I screamed, figuratively screaming, that they need to move Glaber Torres to second base. And I kept saying it and kept saying it and kept saying it and saying it every week and every day, every minute of every day and every hour of every day. And finally, they decide to do it. Well, guess what? It's been it's too late. It's too late to do that now. You you activate you activate Severino off the IL now, and he's just gonna pitch out of the bullpen. And that's not really gonna help us either. So listen, if I if I need the Mets, and listen, I'm not gonna I'm not sitting here bashing the Mets. But if I need the Mets to beat the Red Sox to get into the playoffs, I don't fucking want it. I really don't. I don't want it. I'd rather the Yankees get in based on the fact that they beat the team that's supposed to beat. It's pathetic. It's so pathetic that a team like the, the like the Tampa Bay Rays can destroy the Baltimore Orioles. Toronto destroys the Baltimore Orioles. The Red Sox destroy the Baltimore Orioles. The Oakland A's destroy the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, need I go on? And then Baltimore comes to New York, and all of a sudden they're this superhuman team that the Yankees can't beat. Or the Yankees can't sweep the series. Or they can only split the series. It, it, it's really goddamn pathetic. It really is. If you're a Yankee fan that doesn't agree with me, then I would love to hear why. I would love to hear your opinions as to why you think we should be in the playoffs. What, so they can give us all this hope just to let us down again? Really? Is that what you want? Or would you rather, let's 
Let's end the season early. Let's not make the playoffs. Let's let everybody heal. Let Cashman, Steinbrenner, Boone go to the drawing board and figure this mess the fuck out. Because they need to. They need to figure it out. It's so disgusting. It makes me want to vomit right now to, to still think the Mets need to beat Boston. It's almost as sad as when the Giants needed the Eagles to lose on, what, Sunday night football, and the Eagles decided, yeah, we'll just tank this game so the Giants can make the playoffs, and the Giants fans were all mad. Oh, oh, you guys tanked on purpose. Well, if you win the games you're supposed to win, you wouldn't need help from other teams. I mean, it, it, it's not a crazy thing to think, but, you know, but... You know, as as you know, as it gets a little bit later now, um, you know, I could talk Yankees baseball longer, but I'm not going to because it'll be the same things I said the other day, be the same thing I said a week ago, a month ago, six months ago. It's going to be the same damn thing. Um, but like I said earlier, me and Jay will be back Sunday, so there'll be audio podcast and a video podcast. Um, you know, again, we'll give you our picks. For, we'll we'll pick three games. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, listen, because another guy asked me, you know, the same person that asked me about why I haven't talked this, this, this and that. As we get more closer to the start of the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball playoffs, obviously, we'll, we'll mix it all in. But for now, mainly it's for me, it's football season. So that's mainly all we will really discuss for the time being. Um but like I also said, you know, when I promote the podcast on Twitter and Facebook and in the podcast groups I'm in and on Good Pods, listen, for those who listen, you have questions, don't be afraid to ask them. I'll respond to them. You want to debate something with me, we could debate it. I'm always up for a good debate. Um, and like I said, nothing's off the table. We could debate any sport topic you want. Even the one I don't want to do anymore, the one that I put the kibosh on that I didn't want to do anymore being Jordan LeBron. If there's somebody out there who wants to do it that can prove to me why LeBron's better than Jordan, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. But until the next podcast, stay safe, mask up. You already know what to do. Peace.